Okay. Hello, and welcome for another episode of Awaken and Ascend. Today, my special guest joins me from Toronto, Ontario, and her name is Sue Brumack. She blends angelic channelings with the brain science of quantum energy light force in her empath sensitivity empowerment training sessions designed to teach empaths and highly sensitive persons to quickly and painlessly take back their lives. As a child channeler, she had her first out-of-body experience at age eight, her first life-changing prophetic dream at 15, and five channeled angelic messages books can be found on Amazon bookshelves. For the past 16 years, Sue has been successfully helping global clients take back control, calm their mind, and finally own their sensitivities. Her most treasured testimonials and every session when her clients thank her for the tools that give them back their calm heart and control at mastering their overwhelm. Today on Awaken and Ascend, she joins me to share and answer the question, why are sensitive people so sensitive? Welcome, Sue. It's wonderful to have you here today. I am so excited to be here. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thrilled because as an empath myself and being highly sensitive and not knowing what the heck that was growing up mm. really took its toll. It really, you know, takes a toll in our nervous system, on our emotions. We don't know where yeah. our energy starts and ends and what belongs to others. And it just becomes chaotic and frenetic and it be very disconcerting. So I love that you're doing this kind of work and really supporting people in dealing with that empathic overwhelm. I'm curious though where you found yourself on this path. I know you mentioned there was a lot of different experiences you had in your childhood and different dream experiences, but where did it become apparent that this is the work that you were going to do, that you needed to step up and do this and live this passion that you have in other words, what lit your path? That's a good question. A lot of us feel that we're going to search for the path and the path will 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 present itself and, and just drop in front of us. And um, I didn't go searching for it. I've always been sensitive. I've always read the room. I've always known what's going on in people's minds. I've always known how to make myself invisible so other people wouldn't see me and bully me or find me or bug me with their needs or whatever that was. Um, but when I was about 46, my husband and I decided to divorce. And that was that was traumatic for me because he was my soulmate. He still is my soulmate. Um, and we were very good friends right up until the end. He passed away about four years ago. Um, but he still comes to me. We still talk. We have some really interesting conversations, he and I. Um, but in that time, my guides recognized how traumatized I was. And when we are in times of trauma, times of extreme illness, the veil between the dimensions, ours and all the others, thins. And it thins a lot so that our guides, our angels are actually able to come through and, and communicate with us more easily. So it's not as difficult a send and a receive. Okay, so during this time, my guides would wake me up in the middle of the night with messages that they and they wouldn't let me go back to sleep until I typed them out on my computer or hand wrote them into a notebook that I couldn't read in the morning because I couldn't turn on the light because it would break the connection, blah, blah, blah. And but 
in that time, they gave me so many messages, healing messages for mankind. And that continued and continued and continued until now. And that's 30 years later kind of thing. Um, during other trauma and other illnesses, when the, when the veil thinned again, at really got thin, like I was in life-threatening illness, um, they would come through with really incredible messages, healing messages for mankind. And they would give me, yes, they were healing me. Yes, they were teaching me. But at the same time, they were giving me a directive. They were saying, there is work that you have to do. You are our transcriber. You are our scribe. You are our secretary. And you got to take these messages. Why me? And they said, very simply, because you're an earthbound guardian. I said, huh? Eh? <laughs> what is that? Um, and the long and the short of it was, I was part of the soul group. I was part of the guardian group. And I'd chosen to be here for this lifetime to do their work, to be their translator and bring their messages through. But there are certain conditions that have to be met in order for them to come through. Come through. And that's really, um, if you're asking me what pulled me into doing this work, they did. And maybe I did at the same time because I had an, an unknown directive that I had to fulfill. Um, I love this work. This work does more than define me. It completes me. And it, whether I help one person or 10 people or 10,000 people or a million people, it doesn't matter because those people that I do touch, they're going to go on and touch thousands and thousands. It's the butterfly effect. It's that butterfly ripple. So whoever I touch, know that you're going to go on and do something amazing. And if it's only one person you touch in one way and they go on, then you've done your work. Mm -hmm. I've done mine. So that's the, that's the long answer to your short question. <laughs> well, I love that answer. And I love too that you said, this work completes you. It does. Because there's so many people out there that feels empty and unfulfilled and mm -hmm. wondering what that something more is that they should be doing or following or doing differently. You know, that's something more that would serve them in a greater way and also serve humanity in a greater way. Mm -hmm. It's so true. Being aligned with the work that actually helps you to feel fulfilled, to feel complete is a true blessing. It's a true gift. And then to understand what these gifts are that you've been given, why you've chosen to be here and honoring that by sharing it with everyone, right? Not holding back, but actually sharing with it, not being afraid by it. But you did also mention that you had this invisible cloak around. And so I'm sure that there's some people out there that are going to want to hear, <laughs> how do you do that? So please tell us. <laughs> oh, well, I'd love <laughs> to tell you. <laughs> well, most, protect yourselves. most highly sensitive people and empaths feel that they need to isolate, to protect themselves, to put a shielding around themselves. In fact, you already have that shielding. It's an electrical fence that is connected to your survival brain, your, your amygdala and your hippocampus that actually reads the environment outside of you at about, well, for most people, it's arm's length. I'm really short. So for me, it's about three feet. But for most, for taller people, it's their arm's length. So as far as your arms go out, that's the optimum level it should be. It actually can go out as far as 30 feet. It can go out further. Many healers extend, without realizing it, that shield out 30, 40, 50, 100 feet because they want to read the entire environment. 
energetically to know what's coming. So not only can they help people, but they can also protect themselves. What ends up happening when you extend your, your senses out that far, it's very overwhelming because you're picking up way too much. And most of it isn't intended for you. What's intended for you is what comes up to arm's length. That's yours. That's what people want you to know about them. So when you create that invisibility cloak, it's not a brick wall. It's not a mirror wall. It's not a flame wall. It's it's not um, it's not a visualization that you put on top of you. Because what you're doing when you do that is you're creating an obscurity that that gets in the way of your shielding your electrical fence to read what's out there. So what I'm going to ask people to do is simply relax on setting up the shielding. Okay. When you relax on that, just, just let whatever, whatever wall is in front of you trying to protect you, it's double and it's getting in the way and it's wasting your energy. What you do is you go to your heart first. You ask your heart to connect to your brain, to your the front, the, the, the amygdala, your survival brain, which is right in the center between the right and left hemispheres of your brain. It's a little, two little walnut sized things, okay? Don't think of them that way, but think of them as that, the other way. And um, those, one of them is your amygdala. The other one is your hippocampus. Your amygdala is actually the connector. It's the computer app that connects to the electrical fence. It's actually reading all that incoming energy from everybody else, from the news, from the movies that you watch, from the sick people that you take care of, from your children, from your spouse, from your lover, from your, your controlling manager, from your narcissistic, from, it's gathering in all of that, okay? And if, and you tell your amygdala to hold that energy at the perimeter, at the electrical fence, only let through the need, the, just the need, not the pain, not the confusion, not the, not the fear, not the anxiety, not the, just their intellectual need. What is it that they need from you? In most cases, other people's energy only needs to be witnessed, just witnessed and then validated. Okay. Now to witness it, it's I see you. To validate it, it's I hear you. And your, your invisibility cloak is undeliverable. Meaning the pain that you're sending me doesn't come through the electrical fence, right? And that electrical fence is 360. It's arm's length above your body. It's arm's length out both sides, front to back. And it's your full height down below ground. Now, I just gave you one of my entire sessions when I'm working with my clients to, on shielding. We haven't talked about grounding. That's something else. That's also electrical. But the shielding piece is, I see you, I hear you, and what you're sending me, it's not mine, it's yours, it's undeliverable. But we don't use that many words because too many words, they're shielding when we send this message back to them, says, no, 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 that's hostile, not taking it in. And they bounce it back and forth. So it bounces back to your shield. Your shield bounces it back. They bounce it back and it becomes a ping pong match and then it becomes hostility. Okay, now you can't get through. Now you're feeling their pain double, triple, quadrupled each time they send it. So to make sure it's sent very, very gently, here's the secret. You go into your heart. And in your, because your heart is connected through your nervous system. It's got a brain all its own that matches your brain. It's got the same neurons. And if I've got time, I'll, happy, I'll be happily talk about that. Or we can do another session some other time. But in the meantime, 
your brain, your heart brain is recognizing you're setting up an ocean wave. So your heart all of a sudden expands to fill an immense amount of space, gentle, beautiful. There is a calm, calm ocean wave, clear, gentle, almost not even rippling. It's so gentle. It's just, it's like this, it's barely moving. And you say to that ripple, you imbue that ripple with, I see you with great compassion and no judgment. So it's completely witnessing without judging. When that, that ripple waves in and it waves out and it ripples in and it ripples out very slowly. And it's, I see you. I'm witnessing all of you, what you want me to see, what you don't want me to see. And then when it is the ripple, when it is the wave, I see you is the wave. On top of that, you add another message. Very gentle. I hear you. I'm validating everything that you're sending to me. It's what you actually feel. You do feel that. It's what you feel. I'm validating that. I hear you. And the ripples come in again and they go out, they come in and they go out. And now it's, I see you and I hear you. The last piece, when you feel that that is completely embedded, it is the wave, so gentle. The next piece that you're going to add is undeliverable. In the gentlest, compassionate, most non-judgmental vibration, it's undeliverable. It's stopping right here at my shield. It's not coming through other than I see you and I hear you. And it's going to be sent back to them on a very gentle wave. It leaves your heart. It goes out through the space between your shield and your body, picking up whatever might have gotten through, go back to them. It's not yours. You're not keeping any of it. It washes through your shielding. Anything that got stuck in your shielding accidentally, not going, not, you're not keeping that. It's all gently formed back into that wave. And it picks up all that noise from that person or group of people outside your shielding, gently sending it back on the wave. And it goes directly back to the person, persons, or situation that sent it. When it reaches their shield, it's so gentle. It just, it's not hostile. It slides right in. It goes directly to their heart and it lands in their heart. Their heart reads it and sends it up through your nervous system to their brain. And their brain goes, oh, I was heard. I was heard, but they don't want me to send it this way. So next time, maybe I won't. I that, that's what I teach people. Now, Along with that, it isn't just the message. It's talking to your amygdala. It's talking to your body sense. Because you see, we pick up on other people's sense of, sense of people, pick up on other people's sensitivities. F the first way that we feel it is in our body. It's a body sensation. It's somatics. Okay. So Dr. Elaine Aaron, she started this whole thing like 30 odd years ago, maybe 40 now. And she's a mother of the explanation of the HSP, the highly sensitive person. And what she discovered with her, she's actually a psychologist, but she went into the science of it and she found that the human brain, um, the DNA in the frontal cortex, there are all these little bundles, these little energy, these little um, sensitivity bundles in the frontal cortex, which is really this whole front area. And we have like 
thousands and thousands and thousands of these bundles. The whole purpose of them is to watch our environment, pick up on what's out there and warn our survival brain. That's the mechanics of it. Well, with highly sensitive people, of which there are about 30% of the population, some, some statistics say 20, but actually my research shows 30 um, of varying levels of sensitivity. And so of these 30% of the people, in each one of those bundles, there's an extra DNA strand. That's what Elaine Aaron's discovered, mm. an extra DNA strand. And it's highly sensitized to picking up on more sensitivity, more need, more excitability, more loudness, more taste, more texture, more of everything. And that little DNA strand will starts to jiggle. It starts to vibrate, okay? And that's its purpose. As it vibrates, it gets all the other DNA strands in its bundle vibrating. And so that whole bundle is vibrating really fast. It's contagious to all the other bundles in the entire frontal cortex. So you can go from feeling great walking into a room to a minute and a half later being in a panic attack and having to leave mm -hmm. because every single one of those bundles has now started going nuts, right? So when we are able to recognize the body sensation that triggers it, and that means that means a bit of time working either on your own or with a good coach, therapist, whomever, counselor, to really go into the body sensations that you pick up when you start a reaction. Where am I feeling it? Is it in my heart? Is it in my chest? Is it in my solar plexus? Is it in my shoulders? Is it a buzzing here? Is it steam coming out of my ears? What, what am I feeling in my body? Because that's your very first, that's your first trigger. That's your first warning signal. Your, your amygdala is set up in a, because it is a primitive warning, warning system, not in words, not in thoughts, but in sensation, because our primitive ancestors didn't have that kind of language. They might not even have the thought processes, but they did have the somatics, the body sense. And so if they felt something here, they knew that there was an animal behind them or a danger behind them, and they would turn and fight it, or they would run and hide. Well, we aren't any different. We're still using the same mechanics. Now, I think I probably talked way too much. Do you have any other questions? <laughs> I don't think you've talked way too much. I think you gave us a really good understanding of why and how sensitive people can be so sensitive yeah. and how we can really support ourselves in yeah. still being open and receptive to the world inside and outside of us in a really positive and more regulated way so we don't become so overwhelmed by it all. The people that I work with are all over the world. My clients are from every country. They speak many languages. Thank God they speak English because I don't speak any <laughs> other language. Um, but, and I work, I don't work visually. I don't use Zoom. It's strictly voice to voice over the mm -hmm. phone. I use, I use a conference line. And when I'm doing that, I've got my hands up. I'm feeling their energy. Mm -hmm. I'm able to connect from thousands of miles away, I can put my hand out, I can put my hand on their back, and I know exactly what's going on in their body. I always ask permission um, before I do that, because otherwise that's very rude, and it's almost an attack to move into somebody else's energy without asking permission first. And anybody that does is an abuser. Accidentally, perhaps, but once you know that you're accessing somebody else's energy, you can ask their energy source, their, their, their shield. Can I, can I talk to you? 
And if the shields feel safe, it'll say yes. If it says no, then say, okay, another time. Not now, it's okay. And you're showing respect for them that they will trust another time. Or maybe they'll say at that moment, yeah, sure, come on in, let's talk. I think that's really important because quite often, you know, if you find someone out, you see the reaction of people when you tell someone you're psychic, for example, or you have these <laughs> abilities, then they're like, oh, you know, they feel intimidated and kind of afraid because now you know everything about them and you can read their mind and it yeah. can feel really, again, uncomfortable, right? And really unpleasant. And well, you so feel, you feel invaded. Like, yes, exactly. You can yeah. feel those attacks can feel that psychic attack and even sending someone prayers and vibes it's like wait a minute <laughs> wait a minute yeah right because that also has some power and control over there it's like I'm going to heal you I'm going to fix you I'm going to send these prayers and and that can feel a little overwhelming too a little too much unless the person says can you please send prayers or can you pray for me or can you send good vibes or be invited yes. to it. Yeah. Not take over. <laughs> yeah. Right. Their process and what they're going through, what to be receptive to their needs and what they need yeah. or think they need. That's going to support them in the best way. And to ask permission, if you do have something offered that they may not know about. Yeah. Ask. Yeah. So I really appreciate that you, you can ask, you can ask on the psychic level. Yes. You can ask on the energetic level. Yes. Um, and at the same time, you can also ask on the verbal level. level. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm feeling I'm feeling something from you. Can I can we explore it? Can we talk about it? Yeah. You know, can I can I help you in some way? Is there something that you need that maybe I can help with? Mm -hmm. So you can introduce the your willingness to 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 work with them, to help them, to to not guide them and definitely not protect them you see we cannot protect another person mm -hmm. we can only offer our energetic support and we can modulate what we send them to make it gentle and easy and that's that heart vibration that we send out i see you i hear you um undeliverable if it's coming at you mm -hmm. another message that i worked with somebody this morning was um her partner and, and she are, you know, this stuff. And I said, well, what do you, what do you need him to know most? And I said, I'm, I'm getting two messages. What, what, do, what are you getting? She says, I don't know. I'm just too, I'm too, too, whatever I'm too. And I said, well, okay. Do you want to hear the two that I would, I would suggest considering please. Okay. I said, the first is I hear you. I see you. You're safe with me. Now, you're safe with me means that you're taking on their insecurity. Mm. You're, you're walking beside them with it, but you're, you're actually willing to take on some of that energy. You're safe with me. I'm going to make you safe. Mm -hmm. So you have to be prepared for what that means to an HSP. Mm -hmm. It means you're going to be feeling a lot more. You just opened your shielding to allow in more than their need, more than the intellectual side of their need some of the physical side. So she thought about that. And I said, the other option is, I hear you. I see you. You're not alone. Hmm. You're not alone means I'm walking beside you. You're doing your stuff. I'm doing my stuff, but you're not alone in this. 
which means it gives him his masculinity. It gives him his space to work out whatever he needs to work out. He doesn't feel emasculated. He doesn't feel as if he's being made a child, mm-hmm. unable, unable to do his work. Right. So choosing the message that you, you send, the invisibility. Oh dear. Or Harold Hutner. Oh dear. Um, no, can't do that. Go away. <laughs> How do I do that? Never mind. I'm just going to turn the sound off. <laughs> sound off. No more sound. It'll just go away now. Um, okay. <laughs> My brother's energy is invading our space. <laughs> okay. So basically, when we're working with other people, when, when we have other people in our lives, um, they are part of our energetic network. Family, children, lovers, siblings. Those people are our VIPs. Our invisibility cloaks quite often don't work with them because our we have set our, our amygdala, that computer app, up to allow them through, just like he called me now, um, anytime, mm-hmm. anytime. And so there is special work to be done to program your amygdala that even VIPs have certain limits. Mm-hmm. Some VIPs are controlling. Some of them are narcissistic. Some of them are very dangerous people, right? That we really don't want in our lives. And yet there are VIPs. So the amygdala has stored way, way, way too many of these stories. It's it's also your library. It's the library of everything that's gone in, on in your life, right? So when you feel a body sensation, your amygdala goes, Oh, oh, I know what that is. And it flips through its archive of stories and history and matches it up with something similar. It may not be the right thing, but it's similar enough so that then your your brain talks to your hippocampus, which then triggers the chemistry, the adrenaline, the cortisol, the the DHEA, the dopamine, whatever it is that you need to manage that situation, Mm -hmm. right? And so now your body's being flooded with chemistry. Your frontal cortex is zinging all over the place. Your amygdala is looking for stories. Your hippocampus is sending out chemistry. Your body is going, whoa, what is happening? What's going on? (laughs) Right? So, So for the HSP, for the empath, what's really, really, really important is that you learn to slow all of that process down so that you can talk to it all one piece at a time. The first thing you talk to is the body sensation. What is that? Is it mine? Does it belong to somebody else? If it's not mine, I don't need to know whose it is. Do I want it in my body? Hell no. I want it not in my body. I want it outside my invisibility cloak, my fence, right? And your, your shield is permeable. It's never intended to be a piece of glass, a piece of wall, a brick, a flame, a color, and anything. It's an electrical force field that you get to program. It's a computer app connected to your computerized brain, connected to your computerized body that talks to your soul, which is not computerized. <laughs> <laughs> More questions? questions more questions this provides a really nice framework for how sensitive people and empaths can deal with all the stimuli that comes through and to 
be able to establish real and psychic boundaries as well and to know when and how to help and when to step back and how to slow down and to regulate and as you say calm the heart to calm the heart and then let that heart just shine its light all the way through all the way through and transmitting that yeah helping people to feel seen and heard yeah and you know a lot of that believe it or not, is breath control. Mm. It's changing the oxygen levels in your body so that it triggers different kinds of, of uh, chemistry again. So when you breathe in specific ways, you actually are able to trigger dopamine to turn off adrenaline and cortisol. And you can do it in less than 36 seconds when you know how. 36 seconds. Less than 36 <laughs> seconds. Yes. Less than 30. A brain surgeon figured that one out. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's not me. It's not angels. A brain surgeon. (laughs) I I teach that in almost every first session with my clients. I teach that one. Mm. And so how do people connect with you, Sue? How can they get in touch and have this first session to learn this breathing technique in 36 seconds and (laughs) all of the other amazing tools and strategies that you know? Well, the easiest and quickest way to reach me is go to my website. Um, And that's, do you want me to give it to you right now? Of course. Okay. www.courageouspath.com. So Courageous Path, Path is in Journey, courageouspath.com. And when they open that, the first thing they see is a beautiful ocean with a girl in blue looking so relaxed and ethereal and Mm. right right beside her there's a little blue button that says get my blueprint free and when they click there it takes them to a contact page where they put in their request for coaching it's free conversation it's a discovery session um, and they get a written blueprint plus um, it lasts, it's about 90 minutes, can be up to 90 minutes it could be half an hour too it depends what how much people are willing to share but they get the session it's recorded um, they get a written blueprint of next steps, a life blueprint for the HSP um, of their next steps, what they could do, what they say they want to do, and um, how to go about getting that part started. Whether whether it's with me or not with me, they can take that anywhere they want um, and use it with anybody else who's willing to listen. Wow, that's amazing. Incredible, Sue. Thank you so much for Thank that you. gift. And for sure, we'll have the link in the show notes as well for everybody to easily access. Now, we said at the beginning, too, that you're an angelic challenger. So is there anything coming through you now from the angels that you'd like to share with the audience? There is, actually. Um, At the beginning of our conversation, you said that people are looking for their life purpose. And they're so focused on finding that purpose, that reason for being. And what my guides want people to know is that you're living your purpose from the very moment you were conceived and that everything you do is on point with your purpose. The thing is, you don't need to know what that purpose is. Just live your life, enjoy your life, bring value to your life, bring value to other people's lives, and you are living that purpose. Our curiosity to know is what keeps us stuck and not living our purpose. Um, so they're asking people to put aside that 
obsession with why am I here? Who am I? What am I here to do? How am I going to, how am I going to save the world in my own way? And just go about doing your life. Because if you take care of one child, if that's your purpose, is to take care of people, and you take care of one person, one child, that person is going to go on and do their work whatever that work is. So you are touching, you're, you're creating a legacy without even realizing it. You're doing your work. You won't find out what your purpose is until the end of your life comes. You go back to source. You go back to wherever it was you came from before this lifetime. And your life review is done. And they go, well done. Look at what you've done in your life. And, and you're going to go, oh, that's what I was supposed to be doing. <laughs> You might get glimmers of it. The things that you love to do, my angels, my guides, they want you to know that the things that you love to do, the things that, that fill you up with joy, that's your purpose. Just follow it. It'll it'll drop you into little experiences that go, whoa, that was very cool. Um, my life has changed so many times in the course of my seven decades. I'm into my seventh decade now. Um, that I started off in a very, very different place. I raised children. I had marriage. I was divorced. I went on to create a different new career. I did that career. I went on to create another career. I'm doing that career. Um I'm in my heart, I'm still the same person. And one of the things that I discovered, and this is this is something that I didn't know. Um, in one of the jobs, one of my professions, um, they gave us a designation. I was part of a corporate thing, team. And they said, you are, this group is all service providers. You are excellent service providers. And I went, oh yeah, I'm a service provider. Got it up. It wasn't until several years later when I was no longer doing that job, no longer working for that company, when I was a life coach. And I was saying, who am I? What am I here for? I mean, I've done this as many times as you have and everybody else. And as I was writing my little journal with whatever came into my head, what popped in was, you're a service provider. You've been a service provider your entire life. If you go back and look at every stage of your life, guess what? You were providing some kind of service to somebody mm -hmm. that made a difference mm -hmm. in their lives. And in making a difference in their lives, you made a difference in yours. So that's really what our, my guides want people to know is that just live your life, enjoy it, find the joy in it and let go of the stuff that doesn't serve you. Yes. It yes. just gets yes. in the way. And if you can't do it alone, find yourself a good coach a good therapist, a good, a good counselor, somebody that understands where you're coming from and is willing to hear you on an energetic level, not on a psychological level, on a spiritual level, on an energetic level, but not on a psychological level. There you go. Thank you. Thank you, guides. Thank you, angels. And thank you, Sue Rumag. It's been such a pleasure having this time with you and for sharing so much about all the things that can support highly sensitive people, empaths, yeah. and really anyone who's been listening. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. I enjoyed every single minute talking about it. I love to share it. Of course, of course. And I love sharing all of these amazing guests that come on to the Awaken and Ascend show every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific. So do join us again next time. I want to thank each and every one of you that have been here today. And 
as Sue mentioned, living with passion and purpose, not necessarily finding it, but living it. That's <laughs> going to support you. And I have a free guide for that also in the show notes, as well as Sue's link so that you can connect. See you again next time. I'm Jennifer Regular, the Soul Illuminator at Lighting the Path. Bye for now. Bye.